But hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Go podcast. I'm Rob. I am Jen! The Beast Must Die on the Muppet Show tonight. I'm David. And yes, it is It is one of our traditional between seasons. We're watching whatever episodes. And on this occasion, with Robots in Disguise ending, the Wheel of Fortune has spun, and it hit bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Pat Sajak is looking at us with pity in his eyes, because we so, are watching Transformers Go. I suggested this, and honestly, it would have been... I mean, and originally... We still, and, we, and we're still upset with you. <laughs> yeah. Originally, we the idea of these between-season things was to check in on like something else, like relevant like we did some of the the japanese beast Wars stuff and or or just contemporary cartoons yeah other the things that were contemporary uh at this point i think we would be having to watch like steven universe or something uh so the thing yeah. is the series is forgettable enough that we forgot to do it between for instance prime and robots in disguise which is yeah. when it would have been actually appropriate but this is a good look at like what was going on in Japan around the same time. And uh, so, yeah, Transformers Go, uh, super forgettable. It was a toy line that they did in Japan around Beast Hunters. It had a bunch of Beast Hunters toys. Uh, in With new in heads. this couple episodes, we see uh, there's fairly prominent use of that, like, abominous combiner that I think was just sold mm-hmm. as a gift set through Targets. Well, the Souls uh, gives it through, but you could also get the individual guys, just as okay. like singular, single carded guys. Oh, I think I, I think I built it individually. Hmm. So it's it's very like to sell toys. It's a very to sell toys line, and the I believe the show, the wiki breaks down what was going on with the show, but it was kind of just like a, a magazine pack in DVD feature kind of thing. And in fact, they got this instead of the third season of Prime. Man. Man, it sucks to be them. What? So they didn't get Beast Hunters at all? They just They got did not. This? Wow. So kind of like how they didn't get Rebirth. They just got Oof. Headmasters. But, uh, but worse. Oh, this is worse. <laughs> That's an entire season traded for this most toy commercial. An entire pretty good season. Like, Beast Hunters, it, it did veer into a little bit of what I was complaining about with the fetch quests, but it was not bad. I mean, all the stuff with Predator King was pretty cool, and he had, like, a super cool voice actor, and... Yeah. Nope. They got... got Screaming and crashing into things. Yeah, and, uh... Um. Like, and this yeah. might be like the most Japanese Transformers series ever. I, you say that it's so Japanese toy commercial series. Yeah, ever. it's. I mean, I'm certainly not going to criticize any culture for wanting to have something that's entirely for their own audience. I don't think everything should have to be for a worldwide audience. But sometimes when it in gets concept, it's not sometimes bad. when it gets this far, it feels a little nationalistic. But maybe that's just so much about the execution here is the problem. Maybe that's just because it's 2023 and we are facing rising nationalism throughout the world. But yeah. the oh. the important thing is that it's pretty close to an Energon level of animation here. Like the robots do not. It's worse than than Energon. Uh-huh. In it is, because at least yes. in Energon, the robots had mouths that moved. The, yes! The art yes. style... Problem number one. The art style is more stylized. I mean, even though those... those Like, their facial expressions were mouth open and mouth closed, but that's still more than you're getting here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of still image... There's a lot of cutting corners in the budget, especially in the CG section. Well, because... 
people and backgrounds are hand animated normal stuff the robots are cg and and the human characters this is better than some shows but like there's so limited the human characters are a lot more stylized uh than you would have had yes. with enter with unicron trilogy stuff which is yes well, yeah, they're, they're very uh Main character of show for small boys to sell toys. Yes, it's definitely a design that you would expect from its time. It's like a... From I a later like, season of the Yu-Gi-Oh! shows. Yes, a mid-2010s. Yeah, I felt like at any moment someone could pull out a Beyblade. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, very, very much. Beyblade kids are a little squatter, but very similar. But all the robots are CG. It's just CG overcell animation. Again, much like the style of uh, Energon or Galaxy Force slash Cybertron. As was the style of the time. Yes. Or um, dinosaurs? It, it does. I got big dinosaurs vibes <laughs> off this. Which is not a compliment. I still think no. that's the worst thing we've ever uh, watched. Yes, this this is not as bad as dinosaurs, but that it reminds us of it isn't a good sign. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. So, just the fact that the the robots have faces and their mouths don't move. Yeah, or, it's it's so shocking. Like I I bad. remember watching an episode when this was originally came out, and I'd forgotten like the. I thought they their faces would move. It's like because the, the first one we see is Optimus Prime talking. I thought, oh, it's an internal monologue. But then we see other robots; their faces aren't moving. It's like, oh no! Actually, when we see Optimus Prime, it reminded me a lot of that one clip that I ended up taking out of Victory and posting on Twitter with just the the caption: "Victory is so good, y'all." That's just uh, saber. It just does the the do 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 do, and then Saber is just watching some lights on a map on a monitor and looking dull surprise, and then do 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 do. That's what it reminded me a lot. Of. Yeah, there there's so many classic of budget anime to sell toys things in this of cutting corners animation wise to get the most time out of the fewest cells. Yes. But also, the story isn't great either. So anyway, a story? <laughs> yeah. Do we want to break that down, Rob? You ready? You ready to take us into this? Yeah, sure, Rob. This should be like two minutes. All right, I'm I'm ready. This is going to be. Uh, I know it's going to be like uh, summarizing, uh, you know, Infinite Jest or something. So but, we watched uh, the first two episodes. Uh, the series is like it's samurai and shinobi and it's split into like two different kids with their own autobot groups they hang out with but it's only yeah. like a few issue or a few episodes of each and it's like i mean we could probably do the entire series as an episode if we yeah we do the entire series if we hated ourselves in more. like four episodes or less yeah. yeah, if there's popular demand, we can certainly look at the Shinobi chapter. Apparently, these were both associated with different tea, with different magazines in Japan. Yeah. Oh, that's why it, it's weird and different. Because it, the episode feels like an episode already happened, but it's just a, it's a side story to this side story. Yeah. Well, they're both going on at the same time, I guess. Yeah. I, I was thinking that maybe instead of watching just the first two episodes of Samurai, we should watch the first episode of Samurai and the first episode of Shinobi. But yeah, maybe we should have. If but, the yeah. first episode of Shinobi was anything like the first episode of Samurai, it would have just been a solid 20 minutes of, of, of transformation, transformation sequences. So at least here we touch on the story in the second episode. Hmm. Lightly, lightly touching on a story. <laughs> Anyway, Rob. So yeah, first episode, triple combination, Swordbot, Samurai. The first aired July first, twenty thirteen, Canada Day. Ooh. And we open with an annoying child and his father. And we're hiking around Mount Fuji. I don't know if it's just the art style or if it actually is, but the kids here seem younger than our usual Transformer companion children by a couple yeah. years. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like, we're dealing with eight-year-olds instead of our usual 12-year-olds. Like, 
I guess the adults we do see kind of look younger and shorter too, except for the grandpa. Well, but he's also yeah, well, short. Most of the adults we see are like, uh, you know, like wizened old men. Yeah. So you know they're hiking around Mount Fuji. And this kid like kicks a rock in there, and it's like, oh no, no, you don't want to awaken the mountain gods. I was like, ah, oh, come on, that's crap. You know it. Come on. Spoilers: The but mountain indeed. gods are now angry. <laughs> yes, because indeed he does awaken the mountain gods. In which case, uh, this is Dragotron, their version of uh, Predaking. King. He it's Predaking with an extremely beast Megatron head. Yes, they, all these guys got new heads, and I will say these recolors do look pretty cool. Yeah, some of them I was tempted, but they were expensive, and they're still kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those Predacon—I mean, all those uh, Prime Predacon toys were pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, in new colors, that's pretty—that's also pretty nice. Hmm. Uh, I. So, uh, so his he he awakens and then he signals the four Oni Predacons to to uh, awaken. Uh, I guess they they all run uh, uh, an independent comics company in America. <laughs> <laughs> yes, got to publish those uh, issues of Clerks and oh, that Johnny is the absolutely Hump. the no, only comic labor. I was about to reference. I was about to to reference a different one that I remembered was actually slave labor graphics. So definitely fair. read about those in Wizard magazine. I'm just thinking about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> there you oh, that's right. That was only Dark too, Horse. Maybe it's just more recently Dark Horse. I think maybe Dark Horse maybe impressed. published the trades. That's probably what I'm thinking of because working in bookstores, I was dealing more directly yeah. with the trades. Or they did the color one. I thought. Maybe they did the color one. And and as befitting the extremely Japanese nature of this uh, show, these guys all have extremely Japanese names. You got Budora, Bakudora, Gaidora, and Judora. Guess what Dora stands for? Is it dragon? Uh, uh, the, yes. The yes, Explorer. It's, it's like Kakuryu and Hyoryu and I don't know. Yeah, Ryo is, is a different kind of dragon. Dora's Dora's probably a different kind of dragon category, but it's also like what uh, dragon tiles are called in um, Mahjong. Ah, okay. Whereas, of course, we know that Rio uh, uh, just dances on the sand. Yes. That's a different (laughs) kind of thing entirely. Uh, What else do we have to blame on Rio? (laughs) All of the romance subplots in Gem. So meanwhile, at the Autobot base, Optimus Prime is there in his season three design because I assume they sold that toy there. Yes. Yeah. And then he sees a bunch of Predacon energy signatures. And, and he just looks at just the screen. Stands there with no facial expression or <laughs> without moving his mouth. I don't yeah, know why they didn't just give him the faceplate. It's definitely yeah. not clear whether he's whether this is internal monologue or something he is actually saying out loud to himself because there's literally no way to distinguish if there's not another character there to have heard yeah, it. Because he's certainly not moving at all. No. no. Also, he looks weird. He does look His yeah. face is too long like, and not in an earth spark way. Like the the, the the prime character designs look good in animation. They do not translate to what this animation is doing. Hmm. No, it's not great. Not quite. Or, or maybe it is just the mahjong tiles. I thought I don't know. Google is confusing me now. And but in addition to these energy, Predacon energy seniors, there are also a bunch of blue dots. What could those be? <laughs> what are these lights? Hmm. Meanwhile, cut to Tokyo and uh, our our small annoying child Isami Tatawaki. He is uh, he's gonna he's learning some kendo from his grandfather. Yes, that that is what this is, right? Kendo with the yes. I just got the bamboo swords. He okay. seems yes. to be generally a more traditionalist uh, protagonist uh, on the Ooh. the shinobi side of things. I don't know. That kid looked a lot more interesting. Uh, yes. Yeah, that kid is de- that kid is definitely uh, about to d- 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 duel. <laughs> He's about to tap into the heart of cards, but this kid is wearing more like traditional uh, 
just traditional Japanese stuff. Oh, yeah, Tobio is the other kid. Well, I guess this guy's the samurai, and the other guy is the ninja. And I guess that is important, because the, the samurai were sort of more traditional, and the ninjas were like like Japanese hillbillies, sort of? <laughs> no, they're... they're um, more like uh, secret spies, ninjas. Were they extreme? Okay. Well, some of them were hillbillies, yes, but it's, it's, it's basically like, if you wanted someone to do a more of a secretive mission that isn't out on the field, you send a samurai who's actually a ninja. Okay. It's like a, a lot of samurai, or ninjas started out as samurai, or yes, yeah, some of them were like weird field hands and things that just picked up weapons and started murdering people. But also yeah, I, I, the I, I, maybe myth entire ninja thing in modern culture is way off the rails. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's become marketing. Yes. Yeah, the, my, my Sarah knowledge is mostly limited to having seen a couple of Kurosawa movies. Well, that does help. I, I did read a decent chunk of Usagi Yojimbo. And uh, as far as ninjas go, I have read a bunch of Frank Miller comics. <laughs> well, well, filter through Frank Miller's. No, oh no, probably not a good idea. And, and I watched a bunch of a uh, bunch of eighties movies from uh, Canon Films. Ooh, yeah. there you go. I don't it's think there's going to be uh, one of which definitely has the most erotic V eight scene you will ever see in a. Uh, uh, you mean grotesque uh, V eight scene on celluloid? I oh. do not care for this. No, Ninja 3 the Domination, just say no to V8. I will. Anyway. I, I feel that I've probably mentioned this clip on the uh, show before. but yeah. I think so. As someone who used like- to uh, compromise to drink a glass of V8 to get out of eating green beans as a child, uh, I don't want to have anything to do with this scene. I can tell already. I didn't care for green beans. Anyway, so you know, he you know, they're 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 doing some kendo sparring here. And his grandfather who has an enormous hilarious mustache. Of course he does. And uh you know, he tells me, you know, you, you can't uh you know, you know that an enemy can attack at any time, which pretty much tr- proves itself as two enormous monster Predacons attack. Yes, which Grandpa insists Because they're only. after their dojo's sacred mirror, which is actually a legend disc. A laser disc? Which, uh, I believe they may have stolen these from uh, the anime Monster Rancher. It, it, yes, it's CD-sized. It, it, or I could, uh, uh, from... I could go down to the antique mall down the street and pick up a laser disc of Weekend at Bernie's. You think the Predacons want that? <laughs> Maybe. Or, or They're actually about the size and shape also of uh, the disc beasts from... Uh, Common Rider Hibiki, which I think was around the same. I mean, it like, it is clearly just they don't acknowledge this, but you look at it and it's clearly just a CD slash DVD. Yeah, their family's holy mirror is a CD, and at no point did they notice this when like optical media became predominant. <laughs> oh no, Hibiki was like a decade earlier. And uh, I will also note that the pattern on these really looks like the. Uh, like the, the War for Cybertron cassette guys yes! who turned into like little hockey pucks. I oh, also, yeah. that that also occurred to me uh, because, of course, I had the rewind. And yeah, it's that, that very similar sort of design. It definitely looks like something that if it was passed down through generations, at some point somebody should have said, hey, this looks super modern and that's weird. But they did not. Yeah, why, why does this say Mad Men Season 3, <laughs> Disc 2? Yes. Alright, so so yeah, they're, they're, you know, rampaging his, uh... You know, he's his father... Grandfather tells him to protect... I assume his grandfather isn't killed here. Uh, but we don't see him again. Yeah, apparently he turns up later. Okay. But I, I thought apparently he is going to turn up in a later episode. Aww. But I, I kind of assumed that. Oh, is he is he dead here? That's kind of hardcore for this show. <laughs> I mean that that honestly is not that off for Japanese kids entertainment. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Parents and grandparents but are he just does realize that dropping even... dead all over the place and that stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That as he's running through the city and these monsters following him, they're trashing more and more of the city. Mm. So then we cut to, I assume that this is like an actual, these are like actual Tokyo landmarks we're looking at here. Uh, some of them are, they might be have like names, like the, there's a sign building like game on it. I think is the gamers building that used to be somewhere in Tokyo. 
it that would definitely fit the vibe of what Takara was into at the time because they had that time they it was around here when they had like all those primes that were just based on different regions. Oh yeah, the prefectural ones. Oh yeah. right, like like the city mascots. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I definitely think that that was what Takara was trying to do at the time. So these are probably based on real places. Hmm. I mean, they they absolutely should do that in the U.S. You know, give, give me Chicago Prime. <laughs> no. Who uh, I guess you turned into like the Blues Mobile. There you go. That would be cool. DC Prime is just Senator Ratbat. <laughs> Republic Senator. Well, he would turn into uh, like the like the president's car, the Beast. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But also, he would definitely be a senator. <laughs> Anyway, so this is, you know, a bunch of energy stuff happens, and this is the uh, the summoning of the Swordbot Samurai team, Kenzan, Jinbu, and Gano. In a very yeah, weird Yeah, it totally looks like the kid thing. gets hit by lightning and dies, and but no, yeah. he yes. gets hit by lightning and turns some vehicles into Transformers. Yeah, he scans alt modes with his eyes and then spits out three new Transformers. It's very odd. It is kind of weird. Yeah, like, I'm not I'm not entirely clear, like, where they were prior to this. Mm. In the disc? Question like, mark? Were, were, they, were they buried? Were they in the space between spaces? Look, these are questions that this ten-minute episode does not have time for. They need to jam more transformation it, sequences in here. Yeah, well, yes. They sure do. So, so we got a we got a car, we got a police car, we got a fire truck, and we got a fighter jet. Yeah, it's like uh, half of the rescue bots with none of the personality. Yeah, yeah. the uh, translation choices for the fire truck seem to suggest that he has an even more like old fashioned way of speaking than even the other two. Yes, he se- probably has mm. more of an accent. Or that is all the character you get. Well, he he's also a fire fire truck firefighter. Yes, that that is a thing. He's a big strong one. He he at least has more personality than the other two. And apparently, they're based on various kinds of samurai philosophy, which I sure do not know anything about. Sort of makes sense, sure. Two sword guy, spear guy, and firefighter. Mm-hmm. So you know, pretty quickly these uh, these these predicons then. Uh, just turn a bunch of, like, nearby cars into the Terracons, who are, I guess, just drones in this, and just, like, made out of random junk. The oh, great. They're like Jackie this, Army. They're like Seacons in Master Force? Yeah, they are yeah, a lot like... Durara, Barara, Burara, <laughs> Garara, Jurara. Garara. It is a lot like... Does this mean anything in particular, or are these just, like... Weird monster names. I mean, I assume it's probably like the uh, Dino King, Dino Force, and Victory, where their names just meant, like, something dragon. Like, Sharp Dragon um. was uh, the Triceratops, and yeah. So it probably uh, Wiki... translates to some kind of dragon. Wiki ain't giving me anything. <laughs> they just all end in rah-rah. Maybe that's like onomatopoeia, because they're monsters, so they go rah-rah. Probably. Maybe. That, that is entirely possible that the beginning of the name is a Japanese word that describes some quality of that particular one, and then ra-ra is just monster sound. I will say the colors are okay, although I think I prefer the Terracon colors they had. Yeah, either or. I do love some Terracon colors. I do love some 1987 colors a lot. Yes. As a rule. I think didn't we didn't we find out fairly recently that it was uh, actually like a woman who was like Hasbro's yeah. Transformers color designer at the time. Oh. I think there was something about that, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not familiar with that, look through uh, specifically the Decepticon catalog in like 1987 and 1988, <laughs> and you will see the birth of bisexual lighting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so much teal and magenta, so much. Looks so good. Anyway, so fighting ensues. The these drones combine into uh, Abominus or uh, I guess Goradora. Yeah, he runs. Goradora, the Gora Explorer. 
And they don't even get, like, a combination sequence. They just kind of, no, like, squish and- into an energy blob yeah. and then reform into the guy. Look, those guys are a lower price point. They don't get as much of a transformation sequence. But considering how often they do it, they, in these two episodes, they're the ones that do all the fighting on the bad guy's side. Yep, in true Transformers, at least anime tradition, the leader stands back and makes all his underlings do the fighting. Well, fighting in quotes in that they swing at the Autobots and then just get murdered. Swing and a miss. Anyway, fight, 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 fight. So yeah, there's there's a whole lot of announcing attacks. Good eye! Uh, and now the sword bots combine in an extremely toyetic fashion. Uh... Did anybody have these toys? No. No, I was tempted to get at least, like, the shark ninja one, because he looked cool. He was a shark submarine, but I never actually did get around. Because they're massively compromised for the combined mode, so that three... St- it's shirt pants with three guys, and that's a little awkward. They're, they're nothing but torso and big legs. And I think they've all got, like, big voice boxes in them. Oh, they have sounds, too. Jeez. Yes. I, and yeah, everybody like a couple guys who we know got them, and nobody cared for cared much for them. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think like I heard that like the shark bot was maybe the best of them, which is I, I remember another reason I considered him, but I didn't want to get all like three of them. I of remember them. seeing them at a bot con at the time, and just being like, "Yep, that's the thing. I have to go buy a bunch more ridiculous third party things that I absolutely don't need." <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate that these are so toyetically animated that we get, like, the ridiculous amount of, like, robot kibble on the underside of the jet guy. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, the the character models are better than the toys, proportion-wise, because the toys are more leg and torso and itty-bitty arms, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of neat that they, they combine in, like, Getter-Robo-style, change-getter one, two, and three... So it's not a bad idea, it's just the rest of the episode. So yeah, they use their finishing move on this guy, he's destroyed, but then the, he, the, the bad guy just makes another one, and they have to combine in a different way. And kill him again, <laughs> and again, and again. And then he does it a third time! Just so I can show off all three combinations of the three sword uh, bots in the first episode to sell toys. You have to make sure... That people see that. And by people, I mean kids. It's the idea, oh yeah, we have to sell toys, but we can't even have the buildup of one each episode, one combination each episode. No, we got to show them all off. Squeeze them in there. Yeah, I mean, you're selling these toys the whole time. Transformations are half of this episode runtime. Oh God, it, it, is, it is stock footage, <laughs> the television show. Yeah. It, it's, it, oh... It, it is so to sell toys. Anyway, there's fi- anyway, they, he finally takes the fight to these two uh, Predacons, and a, a huge explosion ensues, and then suddenly, we're in the past, in Samurai days. We've been Isekai'd! Oh. Hooray! Oh, no. No! Does that mean they're all dead? No, you're no, you don't always die in Isekai. In most modern ones, yes, but... <laughs> Just okay. usually. Sometimes you're bodily transported. Huh. Well, this uh, this is just this, watching this is making me wish I was dead and subsequently transport samurai days. <sighs> Except all the women will have. But they're like, only those... there for like thirty seconds, and then they come right back for reasons. Yeah, it's a uh, more like more like a more like a more like a miss ikai. If you get uh, my drift. <laughs> but um. Sh- oh. More like Sword Artless Online. Uh, uh, I hate Sword Art Online. I don't know a lot of Isekai. Anyway. Uh, uh, so, yeah. You know they, they do notice that each horizon. of these... Uh, I haven't watched that one yet. Each of these two samurai armies do indeed have a legend disc on their standards. <gasps> Beyblades are ancient! And then they just end up back in the present. Long Horizon is like sword art online for people who played on RP servers. As people who played actual MMOs, unlike the writer of Sword Art Online. Yeah. Anyway, they have these discs. Maybe these are old AOL installation discs. Who knows? 
Oh, man, they're all battling each other. I oh, must man. have the 500 hours of AOL. Now I want to write a story where someone has to go back in time and find an AOL installation disc because it holds something that they need to, like, save something. I mean, if, if you go back in time to, like, 1998, that, it'll be a very short story. Hmm. I'm just going to... Oh. <laughs> it's a short trip. Oh, I'm going to the corner. Oh, okay, I got one. <laughs> it's a very short trip. There's one sitting anyway, in the back seat of this car. Let me let me look in this garbage can. I got like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I probably still have one in the back of a drawer. I mean, it's impossible that if you that uh, that that upon autopsying someone who lived through 1998, their body might contain fragments of an AOL install disk. <laughs> Entirely possible. That's where all the microplastics oh, no. came from. And that also explains why my. Uh, I make uh, weird modem noises if I get too close to a microwave. <laughs> so, you know, the sword bots are, uh, you know, they introduce, oh, hey, we're Transformers, and you have to fight the Predacons with us. Who are the Predacons? Why have they been here for since time immemorial? Who cares? This episode's almost over. Also, there's this other kid who dresses way better than you, and I guess you know him? It's my friend, uh, who is a ninja and anime protagonist, and, oh, hey, he is also palled up with three giant robots, except those ones are ninjas. Mm. The end. Those are specifically Hishomaru, Sensumaru, and Gekasumaru. Since, <laughs> since, I thought it was since. Uh, you got a, got a shark, you got a bird, and a... What's the, other, what's the third guy? Lion. He is indeed a lion, although looking at these uh, these toy pictures, uh, you can't see that I'm doing air quotes around a lion. <laughs> yeah, he's all lion head with some limbs stuck on. It's like under three. <laughs> Good old under three. So, yeah, so... Uh, th- so, thankfully, we're done. Oh, wait, no, we're not, because we did two episodes. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it'll be shorter, because it's the same thing again, mostly. This is true. All right, so, this is Pursue the Legend Discs. Uh, this first aired August 1st, 2013, so you had to wait a whole month for this. Oh, man. Yeah, in a monthly magazine. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I, yeah. Guess, the, I guess it came out with a magazine. That's crazy. Yeah. That you could see the entire magazine budget yeah. on the screen. Or I guess Takara Tomi's budget. So it turns out in the past month, uh, these robots just built an entire secret robot base in his basement. Yeah, he's like, yeah, did you just remodel my home without asking? And they're like, just the basement. Nobody goes in the basement. It's fine. Secret base in the backyard. So yeah, the, uh, the whole team is there. Uh... And they're also uh, they're also doing a zoom with uh, Ninja Kid and his Ninja Pals, <laughs> uh, Tobio Fuma. And, and hey, uh, meet uh, this is Optimus Prime. He is also here, and again, his mouth not moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on Zoom. <laughs> he's not actually there, or is he at this point? I I believe I pressed the wrong button. I am not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's at one forty four p and a cat. So we are discussing where exactly all these legend discs are. So there are five in total. Uh, one of them is embedded in Dragotron in Dragotron's body. Sure. Uh, Just like we were saying with AOL discs. <laughs> yes. Well, one of them you have, one of them the Ninja Kid has, and then two of them have been thrown back in time. Back in time. <sighs> so I have a question. If you need a thing... That is back in time. Yes. Why can't you just find where the thing is now? Yeah. And it's... not time travel. Also, nothing in Transformers Prime or really the aligned continuity as a whole established that time travel was a thing you just did. Yeah, it's very, like it. The way it's described vaguely seems like in this show, like if it existed in the past, it can't exist now. Because somebody needs to call Judge Renslayer because he really <laughs> needs to get involved here. Y'all are just uh, it, running around putting things where they don't belong. Putting putting your AOL. If discs. it means pruning this show, I'm all for it. 
people are running around leaving AOL discs around feudal Japan, and it's not okay. We're just going to spaghettify the entire cast of the show. Yes. Oh, no. Put them in a big cube, making them into a meat slurry. Just squish them. Kind of sad we didn't get to see the after effects of the cube in some way, but hmm, I don't understand why. is so good, though. I think it's almost better not to know. Yeah. Also, B15 Like, what you imagine is probably worse than they can put on Disney+. Plus. She needs an Emmy. She deserves an Emmy. What I was imagining is, like, floating in the middle of the room was like a three-inch cube that's just deep red. No, I think it's just a slurry on the floor. Yeah, you just, like, open up a can of Spam, and that's what it is. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it's probably just that in the middle of the room. Oh. Yeah. Just, just like a hockey puck of potted meat. Yeah. Okay, that's actually scarier than, than my, my blood pool in the cube floor. <laughs> just Spam. Oh. Oh, oh I have it's Spam in the house. I was thinking of having that for one breakfast. Miss Minutes was no. so excited. Anyway, sorry, Loki spoilers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, so it turns out somebody else is zooming in on this because there is a a a, a little iron butterfly uh, on uh, on the kid's back that is spying Evil on the whole thing butterfly. for the bad guys. Yeah. So now they know they need to go back in time. Which wasn't there was. Was it like Navi or something? Was a butterfly in one of the Beast Wars anime? Yeah, I think that was like the like the evil bad guy computer, maybe the Dinavi or something, something like that. Or Dinavi, as they called her at the Pulse live stream or the Pulse stream this week. <laughs> Dinavi. <laughs> so and yeah, you can just use these legend discs to time travel because why not? We have to bring him to a spot where one of the discs was in the past, and that there's a tiny wimey magic. There's a running joke in the uh, the Cerebro podcast that uh, you can't understand time travel if you're too gay, and I'm definitely too gay to understand time travel in this show. Oh, <laughs> it's true. That's why only straight people like that movie Primer. And that, that's why uh, Rachel Summers tends to, like, get lost doing it too much. Primer gave me a headache, and then I looked at the chart. That, that, that is why she was stuck in, like, Cable's timeline for, like, a decade. Yeah. Cable can can mostly manage, manage it because he's merely bisexual. <laughs> is that because he's biomechanical? Maybe. Maybe. Bishop is fine because, because Bishop is is pretty straight, so he manages okay. But Rachel gets lost for a decade in the wrong timeline because she's too gay to understand time travel. I am definitely yeah, I'm lost in this show. We're just gonna just gonna jump back in time. But then, how do you explain Doctor Who? That's a different thing entirely. <sighs> This, also, this. I'm not entirely sure that the doctor understands time travel because he's constantly getting lost. Yes. What? Okay, I guess he does have a box for that. Yes. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, today we're going to this uh, this paradise planet. Oh no, we're actually at the eruption of Vesuvius. <laughs> What's all this then? Uh, anyway, uh, bad news because there's this big building in Tokyo. I assume this is a real building. Is it, well, Presumably, I, I, I think so. Is it Tokyo uh, Tower? Is the, the Tokyo Sky Tree? Oh, oh the Sky Tree. Yeah, that, that yeah. thing. Anyway, it, it is, de- it is disappearing like Where it is, is one of Marty McFly's siblings. And then this is also causing like a giant Predacon symbol to appear on the on the ground. Yeah, that oh, part yeah. is inexplicable. But yes, apparently the Predacons have already gone to the past and they are altering the present. Again, I don't know how any of this works. Pray they do not alter it further. Yes. Yeah. So, so they indeed go to the past themselves, and they meet Musashi Miyamoto, I assume actual historical figure. Yep. Yes. Who is used in so many damn different things because he's like one of the most famous swordsmen of all time. Yes. I assume as the the namesake of Miyamoto Usagi, which is Usagi uh, Yojimbo's yes. actual name. He's also the main character in a bunch of anime and video games. Yes. It's basically... And this character model is very unflattering. 
Yeah, it's he's, basically he's like going back to dumb. the Wild West and meeting Doc Holliday and just having a right. little robot-oriented yeah. adventure for ten minutes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I rag on this, but if there was a Transformers series that was about like going back to the Wild West and meeting like Wyatt Earp, that'd be pretty cool. That mm. eh, would be pretty cool. But yeah, this this character model is doing this guy no favors. No. Oh wait, um, uh, the. Is it Netflix is making an Onimusha series based upon the old game Onimusha? The main character is Miyamoto Musashi. Okay. Ah, that's a thing I've heard of. <laughs> You're like, that name rings a bell. Yes, um, Jean Renault is in Onimusha 2, the game. Ah. Maybe it was 3. It, wait, Jean Renault, the French yes. actor? I, I forget what the character's name, but his like his likeness and he's voice. In the, he's in a video game. Is in one of the Onimusha sequels. Yes. <laughs> sure. I assume playing some sort of sinister Frenchman who is probably. Wait, let me. Let's oh show man, me I now. love evil Frenchmen. See also. I can't spell his the uh, American Godzilla movie. Yeah, Onimusha three. Let me find uh, the box art and. Look in chat. It's fucking John Renault as John Renault in a video game. Well, that is extremely John. Okay, I I guess I didn't real. I thought this was maybe like an older video game. I was thinking like well, uh, Super Nintendo Jean Renault. No, it's PlayStation Two. Okay, which now is a retro console. Sorry, but <laughs> oh, that 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 faint sound is me crumbling into dust like the guy at the end of Last Crusade. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. But yeah, anyway, that's John Renault and Miyamoto Musashi there together. So so yeah, so Miyamoto, he uh, he wants his he has a a sacred mirror that has been stolen from him and he wants it back and surprise, it is yet another legend disc because they show him there and they're like, "Ah, it looks very familiar, but mine is of a different color." Hmm. Good good job. Good detective work. A plus. Oh wait, no, I guess he isn't the main character, huh? He's in the games anyway. Miyamoto Musashi, whatever. It's been a long time since I played them. So you know he's getting this. He's going to get this disc back, and he's pretty sure that he can beat these Predacons, even though he's just a guy with a sword. Hmm. And totally good against robots, though, because you know samurai. I mean, well, these two Predacons are hanging around. They're, they're, they attempt to characterize them one a little because one is all, hey, why don't I just stick around here and, like, conquer medieval Japan? I am the Starscream of the group. <laughs> and he's like, uh, are you going to, like, betray our leaders? Like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> eh, we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. End of characterization. Yes. That's enough of that. Because, uh, yeah, Musashi attacks these guys, as do the samurai team. Uh, he just, uh, Musashi just gets smacked aside, which is a little amusing. Yeah. I mean, he is literally just a human, so. So once, once more, this guy just, they, they like, just turns some rocks and dirt into these terror cons. They attack. Uh, the Dark Jackie army. And then, uh, the, the burning justice of, uh. Of this kid awakens the legend disc, which allows them to merge. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the, once again, this this fight with this combiner is not terribly interesting. It's just the same thing over and over again. It's literally uh, it's kind of cool. It's literally half the same scenes from the first episode, just with a different yeah. background plate. Although there, there is some comment about it. oh, it, he may look exactly the same, but he's actually powered up. Yes, oh my god. <laughs> that pissed me off so much. This is in no way indicated in the animation. That literally made me angry. That he's like, he may look the same, but he is actually <laughs> powered up. <laughs> like, fuck you. Maybe you have him glow or fire some beams or make him bigger, anything. No, that takes effort. Anything at all. Maybe they did this make the, him bigger. The slightest bit of effort. It was hard to tell no. on the limited animation. It's bad, and it made me feel bad. Uh, I will say, what what is kind of cool here, though, is that Musashi climbs one of these Predacons and straight up stabs him in the eyeball. Yeah, that was kind of neat. 
Okay, that was I, something. Apparently, my confusion is that in the Netflix version of Onimusha, Miyamoto Musashi, uh, Miyamoto Musashi is the main character. He just wasn't the main character of the games. Ah. And they modeled him after Toshiro Mufune. See previous comments about uh, Akira Kurosawa movies. Yeah, and I mean, he kind of looks like uh, he kind of looks like him in this as well. Kind of. Kind of. He's got the sideburns. Yeah, well, well, because Toshiro Mufune made that famous as a samurai and then, um, oh, uh, mm. Sanjiro Yojimbo. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a thing he had or if that was a thing that samurai were known for. It well, Old time scruffy hair, it sort of makes sense. But Toshiro Mufune is way more handsome than this cartoon dude. Yeah. Anyone is. Yeah, so so he tries to grab the list legend disc, gets knocked aside, and then everybody gets transported back to the present. They don't have the legend disc, but at least time has not been destroyed. Yeah. So that's nice. That's something, at least. And, uh, yeah, that is pretty much the end of this episode. And, thankfully, the end of our torment. For now. <laughs> yeah, uh... We didn't know exactly what we were doing until the last minute for this in-between seasons thing. And then one of us figured out, oh, yeah, what about that go thing? It's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. That's right. Wasn't there an entire other thing in Japan that happened at the end of Prime instead of we forgot to mention. the third season of Prime? And then I looked up and it was like, oh, they're half-length episodes. There's only ten of them total. Oh, we might actually just do all of them between seasons. No. <laughs> Two of them that are so much the same episode right after another. It's like, do we want eight more of those for, like, three more episodes, three or four more episodes? No. <laughs> it's not great. It's maybe not great. we'll try the ninjas at one point. Yeah, maybe. 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 We'll see. Like, it... It doesn't annoy me as much as those Netflix Transformers shows. Yeah. No, at least I mean the thing is those this is not for us. Yes. Yeah, this is this is very much to sell toys to kids in Japan. Whereas the Netflix thing was attempt to get a bigger audience and is dumber. Yes. Yes. That fell into that whole trying to be adult thing that just Sometimes works, but very rarely. Yeah. Badly done, grim, and edgy is way worse than badly done, goofy for kids. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, I apologize for subjecting everyone to that. I had not watched it previously. Uh, I probably still would have suggested it, even if I did understand just how bad it was, but... Yeah. I, it, I it is, vaguely remembered how bad it was. You know, like I said, it's it's always interesting to see what it what else was going on in the franchise at the same time. Uh, yeah, Japan was having a, a normal oh, one. Actually, okay, it, it does make sense as like, oh, you're a little kid, you're buying a magazine, but you're not getting it every month. You get 15 minutes of robot stuff to sell toys that could be entertaining. It works as that. Not much else, but it works as no. toy commercial sold in a magazine. Which is, is a, a great uh, to say about it, but... Uh. But hey, good news, everybody. We're now done this. We don't have to think about it again until we decide to do the, the, uh, the ninja one. Or by pop who knows, by popular demand. If you want to see us complete the rest of this and possibly uh, destroy our uh, minds in the process, <laughs> let us know. The entire thing is 10 episodes, so it could yes. be worse. 10, 15-minute episodes. It's it, it, brief. <laughs> Very brief. Uh. But uh, that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Speaking of Japan. No, it doesn't. It's a between-seasons episode. Fuck it. Okay, then. This does not Sounds bring us good. to David's Tokusatsu Corner. This brings us to <laughs> the end of the episode. We've had quite enough of Japan for this week. Oh, one of the ninja episodes has a monkey. Ooh. Ooh, well, maybe we'll have to do that one. Monkey. <laughs> is it like a historical Japanese monkey? Apparently, it, it is the ninja kid getting picked up by a ninja guy, and the ninja guy is also carrying a monkey. Sure. Oh, okay, I thought maybe it was like Hanuman or something. No, I, I, I don't think so. 
There doesn't appear to be a wiki page for the monkey. Aw, that's sad. Somebody's sleeping on the job. Yeah. Gotta get him on that. All right. Well, that is it for us for this. We'll be back next week with the grand return and the final season Transformers Rescue Bots. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Aw, time to go back to some very good kids. Mm Mm-hmm. We are headed back to Griffin Rock. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on Mastodon. We are on Blue Sky. Mm, And we also have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting expenses. That is Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. Uh, Every month we do a special episode. Uh, We have not, as of this recording, decided what we're doing for November yet. But for October, we had a very fun road trip to New Jersey uh, to join the extreme Ghostbusters in meeting the Jersey Devil. Uh, We we had our Jersey Devil expert, David, uh, tell us about Jersey Devil lore. So you get (laughs) saying, fuck this baby. (laughs) And and, uh, it was... (laughs) It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can listen to those. Those are honestly, they're fun every month. They're a lot of fun every month. Yes. Uh, so that is patreon.com slash Iacon underground. All right. So until next time, we're, we're going back to Griffin Rock after a, uh, after a time jump, and we find that some new romantic entanglements have ensued. Oh no. Oh no. Danny, stop being on Hallmark movies. <laughs> oh no, it is It is not that. I, actually, I guess it is a romance that previously existed, but let's just say it's more codified now. Hmm. Oh no! Oh. Somebody has a new sister. <gasps> dun dun dun! So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Down in Griffin Rock. Down in Griffin Rock. I'm David. Mm-hmm.